You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I, I liked it for sure. Yeah. Uh, our guest is on the phone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the highlight and welcome back to the show. One of the great filmmakers of our generation and a friend of the show, the very lovely and talented Kevin Smith. Kevin, how are you, buddy? It's tough to take you seriously, Mike. Would you call me a great filmmaker? Lovely and talented wasn't uh, wasn't didn't throw you off. No, those I take gleefully. <laughs> my mom, I was with my mom all day in uh, Disney World yesterday, and she commented on what a nice boy I was. Everyone uh, wanted. She's like, I raised kid. That is. Do you hear that, Galvin? He's kind of like echoing a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have an echo big time. Uh, right. There you go. Does that fix it? Hello? Let me see. Perfect. Yeah, hey, echo gun. Hey, All yeah, right. You How's your mom doing? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> what happened? Do you want to hang up and call her back? Yeah, let me try calling you back. All right, there you go. Oh. Hmm. I hate to be a pain in the ass, but I don't want to have to echo the whole time. What, what do you think that is, Gavin? Well, else? I know that the the new board, the way that it is, there's an auxiliary button, and when we had Dom on before, he was complaining about it. I took that out, and that seemed to solve it. But uh, hmm. I'll take everything out except for program and see whether that does it. All right. So we'll see. He's calling back right now. There we go. Let's try it again. See whether we can figure this out. Yeah. All right. Here he is. Kevin, how's that any better? I think so. I think I'm by myself now. We have fixed it. Thank you very much. Hey, it's great yeah, to talk to you, man. How- that, kids. You saw backstage, ladies and gentlemen. That is how radio happens. <laughs> BS, wacky noises, weather reports. You just heard real, authentic radio right there. Put your kazoo away, Gio. This is real radio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, how how is your mom doing? She's wonderful. We uh, Mom's 76, and we took her to uh, Disney World yesterday in Hollywood Studios. And um, this is going to sound bougie, but, like, you know, she's old. And I had my kid with me, Jason Mews, as well. And so we got one of those tour guides, an amazing guy named Austin, who takes you to the park and puts you at the front of, like, every line. So we got to get on the Rise of the Resistance ride right away. We got to get on the Millennium Falcon ride right away. And mom went on everything. Like, my mother on Rise of the Resistance, it's, if in case anyone's never gone to it, it's just like, it's it's like you're an action figure and they move you through these gigantic Star Wars playset. And <sighs> my mom, who spent most of my childhood spending what little free money they had to try to buy me, like, an action figure every couple weeks or something yeah. like that, my mom was looking around, like, at this ride, and, and it, it looks like they spent a couple hundred bucks to open this place. It's amazing. The guy said it was a $400 million ride. So afterwards, my mother goes, I'm pretty sure I paid for at least half of that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Frank Caliendo was in here one time, and we were talking about Disney, and he told me, this is years ago, he said, I go there, and I get a guide, and I, I you know, you pay for this thing, and you get this, whatever, and I was like, that is pretty bougie, because we have passes and all that stuff but i had little kids yeah then i went and did it and now i could never go back yeah. <laughs> what you do oh, you can never so go back 
This is why I'll never like experiment with men because I would probably never go back. I stick with it. You know, we were saying it the whole time. We're like, how do you come back to this park? And not like go through the back doors where they bring yeah. you into the exit. You they give you water when you get there. You know, trust me, kid. It's yeah, they do. They're like, you want some snacks? Like yeah. all day long. I went to grab something neat. They're like, we got that for you. Yeah. But it's you know, it, it ain't cheap. You pay for it. But if it's it's a luxury, and anybody could do it. Like they told me that there are hardcore fans that band together in groups of ten because you can have as many people as ten, and they're from all over the world. They don't know each other, but they beat on Facebook team up and join this group like you know as as uh, like we're all one group because they don't care disney doesn't care they're like if the money's green yeah. we don't care if all tenny and never met each other you're hateful strangers you know, <laughs> it's it's but really it's worth it, it. Right? like don't you feel don't you, you you feel like oh man like you walk past people and you see people looking at you and like you know i know what people look at me and when they're like hey that's Tom Buff. and i know when people look at me and like you jerk! Why? Why? <laughs> and I saw a lot of that. Like, I, well, I get this is the, it, nobody ever looks at me and goes, "Hey, there's Silent Bob." They always go, "Hey, there's some douchebag that's cutting the line." <laughs> you, you at least got, "Hey, Silent Bob's here," uh, and that's another thing. Yeah, for, like, for your celebrity like, this and douchebag, this douchebag, we understand. This right. <laughs> you, you're you're uh, you're Silent Bob, and you're with Jay. That would make it ten times harder for you to just be uh, enjoy the day out in public with everybody. There were a lot of, an awful lot of pictures, and, and certainly not in a bad way. Like, you know, my mother loved that. Having yeah. a bunch of strangers come up to me in the park and be like, oh, my God, I love what you do. Can we please take a picture? And everyone's got something else to do, so they don't linger. They snap and then run off. That, that's, it. that's porn for my mother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She's yeah. like, oh, look what I brought into the world. He came out of my body, and people loved him. <laughs> so she. She digs that in a big, bad way. How about this, though? I always thought, and like I, I know my parents are proud of me, so I'm good with that. I always thought when my kids got to be of a certain age, they would be like, wow, dad's cool. And instead I get, uh, I get, dad, come on, this is taking forever. We just wanted to go to the mall. You know what I mean? Like, or I, why like, are we not in the front row? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, wanna, I feel like I, it would have been better if they, if they got a little bit of, they just don't appreciate it. Yeah, my 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 kid is like uh, she's twenty three now. She's a homeowner. I've got her own house. But when I told her, I was like, "Hey, me and Jay are going to go to Disney World with Grandma and we'll get one of those guides so we could jump the lines and stuff." She flew out. <laughs> <laughs> In a big bad way. And mind you, we live like near the other Disney, which she has to use a pass for. Yeah, and she goes all the time. My kid is like a true Disney kid, but like. She crossed country, took a red eye with her boyfriend just so she could come and enjoy this. And she, like, she's absolutely lovely. Now, she has been around long enough and uh, to get like what I do, and, and and that there's a fan base and stuff like that. So she's very chill with it. What what she's not good with is when I wear like t-shirts or anything with me or my face or Silent Bob or Jay on it. She, that's what like she finds cringe. She's like, Dad, you wearing your own face on your shirt is so cringe. And I'm like, She's you right. know what's cringe? Nobody buying this shirt. I don't know it exists, and I'm a walking billboard. Like, <laughs> people to buy something that I won't be willing to, to wear myself. Yeah, that's, so that's the only thing. So yesterday she was like, you cannot wear a Silent Bob T-shirt. Uh, to Disney World. I was like, I won't. But I brought my movie hat instead. With the horns? And I wore that in the park. (laughs) A few people in the park 
employees come up to me to be like, what character is that? <laughs> You're wearing like, what looks like a character hat in character land. So I was like, what are you kidding me? This is Clarabelle Cow, man. You don't know. You got to do your research. But it uh, wasn't. It was my hat, my movie hat. By the way, Movies Pop-Up Restaurant opens in Orlando tomorrow. Uh, and runs through Sunday, an opportunity for you to go out there. Now, you went last time, didn't you, Gina? Yeah, last time we did it, I went, and these guys bailed. Didn't I went by myself, yeah. that's right. and I had a great time. Yeah. These guys bailed on me, didn't go. Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, uh, just, just like the movie. Just yeah. like the movie, remember? When Mike was like, put us in the movie, and then Mike didn't show up. <laughs> It's not. I had some. Some yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can. You got to make Mike reservations. Couldn't Mike couldn't do it because Mike was. Mike. Yeah. Mike was like that was the, the week that like we had those front first uh, row tickets for Disney. So. Yeah. <laughs> we were just watching the clip. How we're in the scene with the hologram Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. We're standing right there next oh, to really? it. Yeah. Nice. So well, I, I, I was like in Japan or something. So I always tell people I have shared the screen with Chris Hemsworth because of Kevin Smith. That's right. Yeah, they said, let's get the guy that looks the opposite of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I'm with Thor. You can tell him you, you stole the screen from Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He's just a hologram. You were solid through and through. You were there. Uh, if you want to go to the uh, uh, Movies Pop-Up, you got to go to moviespopup.com and make reservations to do that. And because Megacon is there and uh, Kevin will be at Megacon, it's going to be insane. So I suggest you do that now before the thing fills up. I have, I have a couple of catch-up questions to ask you that because we don't get to see you all the time. Please, ask away. Uh, what did you think of the new Batman? Um, I had nothing but respect for it. That being said, it was one of the first times that, you know, I've been a Batman fan my whole life. And my whole life I've been rooting for them to, like, make it more real. Like when Chris Nolan did his version. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, this is what Batman would be like if it happened in the real world. Uh, I think the current version is the closest iteration of this is what would happen if Batman was real in the real world. And for some reason, like this time around, it got too real, not like too real where I'm like, hey, man, it was close to my own life. But when you go out of your way, like, you know, the Riddler's not a guy in spandex who's goofy. He's the Zodiac killer. Right. Um, Penguin's not like, you know, just wah, wah, wah. Mm. He's, he's like a Tony Soprano, like low-level mobster who's one day going to be the Penguin or something like that. So everything has to make sense. Batman has to make sense. All his tech has to make sense in the real world. And so they play it that way. And I think it, they did a great job. It's not like anybody didn't, like, and nobody dropped the ball, so to speak. That all being said, the more realistic you make this concept, I feel, the, the, the more you see the scenes. Like, this was the first time I was sitting there watching a Batman movie where I was like, you know, he can accomplish all of this without dressing like a bat as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's Batman without the suit. He literally does all the same stuff Batman does. So through most of the Batman, I was like, we need Reacher in this situation. <laughs> Did you love that? I loved that, the Reacher series. I That Reacher show, on I mean, not the movies with Tom Cruise. I, I, I finally caught up with those, and they were fine. But the TV show? On Amazon, the yeah. streaming show, one of my favorite experiences was last great. year was me and my wife deep diving on Reacher. Because Mark Bernard on Fat Man Beyond was like, have you watched Reacher? And he was talking about it. And I was like, oh, really? All right, I'll give it a shot. And when we watched that first episode, this guy kills so indiscriminately and with such charm. I was yeah. like, I watched 10 episodes of this. And yeah, I, I loved it. Fantastic. Oh, it was so great, man. And ever since then, like I talked about on the podcast, 
And I got people come up to me going, you know that he's doing Krav Maga. You could learn that. <laughs> learn that to kill people, man. I was like, look, I like the show. I don't need to be research myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and let me tell you, you know I'm a fan. Uh, I, I think you're a great person, and and very few things will make me stand in the middle of Sarasota and get dive bombed by mosquitoes for three hours. Uh, but we were, uh, you were, you were nice enough to invite us out there. Yeah, where's that goddamn movie that we got dive bombed by mosquitoes for? That Gilroy Rasier movie has not come out anywhere. It's coming out July first. Uh, we release it. As an NFT, don't don't punch me. But uh, yes, it so, comes out July first. Uh, I, I go to VCon, which is Gary Vayner's uh, NFT con on Friday, and we talk about uh, the drop, as it's called. So yeah, that, that movie is coming out um, as a, the first movie minted as an NFT. Now explain that to people who, like me who are fifty years old and still trying to figure out what the go- goddamn MFT is. So I could buy it, I could bid on it, and buy it and own it. Anybody could, anybody could buy it. And unlike most NFTs, like where people are like this is twenty thousand bucks, it's it was like a couple hundred bucks. It's incredibly affordable. No, but um, it's going to start as a couple. It's going to get auctioned off. No, no, no. Uh, we the company that we teamed up with, like cause we said, hey, we're going to auction it to one person. And then there's this company, Legendow, Secret Network, that we teamed up with, and they were like, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. Make it a mini collection that we will curate and take out into the world. So they essentially acquired it, ah. um, and now they're going to release it. Um, so, yeah, if, if I put it in the parlance of the movie business, which, you know, the NFT business is not by any stretch of the imagination, but in the movie business, you try to make you make it like with clerks. We made it, and we were hoping somebody would acquire it and buy it, and that was Miramax back in, you know, uh, right. 1994. Years later, with this, I was like, all right, we're going to sell it, and whoever buys it, they can do whatever they want with it. And Legendow was like, we're, we want to come in, we want to take this off the table because we know what to do with it, and we want you to partner up rather than just sell it to us and walk away. We want to be partners. So I was like, oh, all right. So oh, good for you. we did very well with it. Never, the whole world's going to get to see it soon if, if they're into NFTs. And then people are like, what if I'm not an NFT? I can't watch your movie. That's not true. The movie will also be available down the line as like a regular movie so that everybody can get their hands on. But okay. NFTs are like a fine art for, for some folks. Now, some folks, you know, think they're the devil and whatnot. And you could get into a healthy debate about it or an unhealthy debate about it on the Internet at any given moment. But boil it down to people who are actually in the field. And it's very much similar to fine art. When people go into a museum, they're like, I'll buy this Jackson Pollock for $20 million. And the rest of the world scratches their heads and goes, why would you pay? that much money for a splotch of pain. Yeah. Art is about what it makes you feel. So it's some, for some people, they're like, hey, man, that's worth it to me. And, and that's what this field reminds me of. There are people who are like, this is baffling. This is a scam. You know, this is uh, nuts. And that's all the same stuff I've heard about fine art my whole life, when people walk into a gallery and be like, $100,000 for this? What are you, mad? But in that <laughs> world, that's what people pay for because it does right. something for them, for, for I guess for rich people. Do you own any NFTs now? I do. We dropped, uh, let me see, about a year and a half ago, we did a drop called um, uh, the J- uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Crypto Studio. So we did these smoking tokens. Right. And um, people bought them and whatnot. They're going to open an arcade that we're opening. But some people who bought the platinum tokens wound up as uh, uh, cameos in Clerks 3 as well. So okay. we That's pretty cool. Now, I, I have yeah, a question. I, I, I'm always trying to, like, keep it interesting because I'm not talented, Mike. So 
so I got <laughs> if I was talented, you know, I'd just be like Chris Nolan, be like, Look, I'm making a movie about, you know, the making a nuclear bomb and people are like, Oh my god, I'm giving an Oscar before we even see it. So <laughs> in many plates to make people go like all right, this seems somewhat interesting. What do you got? <laughs> All right, I, I have I have to know this. Okay, so this weekend is MegaCon in Orlando. Kevin's going to be there signing autographs. You know, you got the movies pop up and all that stuff. But also, Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson, Dante and Randall from Clerks will be there. Now, this is a, this is a serious yeah. question, and I'm not I'm not dogging these guys. But what do they do in between Kevin Smith movies? Like they can't have enough money to not to not have real jobs, right? Um, Brian, like, well, Brian O'Halloran started out as an actor. He wanted to be an actor, whereas Jeff Anderson was my friend from high school who had never acted before. <laughs> so Brian continued acting and has acted, like, for the last 30 years. Um, he's made a living off of it. Um, and it's not like, while he, you know, definitely enjoys making the Clerks films, of course, he's kept it busy the entire time as a working actor. Jeff never really had much of an interest in acting. So... Between the movies, like once between Clerks and Clerks 2, he directed a movie himself called Now You Know, which is available on video. But um, we're streaming now. But after those, like he had his own incredibly successful tile business where he imported tile and like, you know, built pools, built pool rooms. Like, you know, he was the guy. He didn't build it. He was the guy that brought, right. brought the tile in, him and his father-in-law, I believe. So, like, just the other day, we were talking about something, and Michael Mann came up, and out of nowhere, Jeff goes, huh, my tile's in his pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he made a fortune. Like, he even sold his tile business, and then he, like, the people he sold it to, he bought it back from two years later. Um, he, he's made a fortune doing that. So, acting is something that he was never like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this on the regular basis. He does it, like, very yeah. irregularly. And, and lately more than he did in the past. Trevor, who's also at the cons, who played Elias in, in Clerks 2, he has not acted since Clerks 2 and came back for Clerks 3. And when we wrapped Clerks 3, like, he is so magic. In Clerks 2, he was their little Christian friend. Right. And he right. evolved in Clerks 3. So he, he's like, he, he steals most of the scenes he's in in Clerks 3. And at the end of the shoot, I was like, Dude, do not wait another 16 years, <laughs> and you're wonderful. And he was like, no, I'm only doing this when you're ready to do it. Like, oh, he'd been so an actor before we met, and he'd been in the grind and auditioning and stuff, and he's just over it. So he runs uh, a big section of IT for Target, for the company Target. And so I, when we were last weekend, we were in New Jersey for the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash Silver Anniversary, anniversary Bash. We've been in business 25 years. So we had a big shindig for it, right? And um, and, and so uh, he came up for it uh, as well um, to take pictures with everybody and stuff like that. And he was in the house. We were all crashing this house on like a Zoom conference call with very serious people who didn't sound like they were from our business. So I was eavesdropping. <laughs> like I walked in, gave him a hug, but I was eavesdropping. And afterwards, I was like, "Are you getting yelled at by the people at Target?" <laughs> <laughs> He's going, you just don't understand. Point of sales are incredibly difficult. So they were just trying to explain things to me. And I was like, did they know what you also do? He goes, yeah, I had to like tell them. Like, you know, they, they were having some sort of conference over the weekend, but I was going to like Philadelphia Comic Con. So I was like, I can't be there. I'm going to Philadelphia for Comic Con. And they're like, oh, 
we didn't know that you were a fan. And he's yeah, like, nerd. Oh, I'm not. I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, what are you? And he's like, oh, I, what are I'm you? in a movie, so I go to the cons. And then they look him up on IMDb, and they're like, why are you working at Target? Like, <laughs> Does, I like, like, I'm good at IT. Does the donkey show scene come up first? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. They're, they're, they're just like, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> so this brings me to another question for you, and this this may be more difficult to answer. Now, I, I have been to Comic-Cons, Mega-Cons. I enjoy it. I like to go. I leave there with toys and stuff. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd. Um, when yeah. I don't I don't particularly go to meet any of the celebrities because, like, it's always the same people this guy wrote this, but I took my son there when he was little, and we met the guy who does Squidward's voice, and that was pretty cool, and then I saw some dudes from Harry Potter that were there, but I'm not waiting in line to meet anybody. Uh, but anyway, um, I do see, though, some really, like, it's, a lot of people have, like, Harry Potter guys have lines, Kevin Smith will have a line, it'll be huge, but then there's that celebrity that you see that's got no line, who's the most, the, who's the saddest celebrity that you've seen in a Comic-Con? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it has to be has to be Jason Mewes for his sake. <laughs> no. The guy who plays Jay to my style and pop. Yes, very familiar he, uh, with him. He's he's uh, he has a table. He's been going to these shows for years. We started going to these shows together back in the beginning of my career because, as much as like you know, I was a filmmaker and people were like, "Welcome to Hollywood." The community I really wanted to be accepted by was the comic book community and and uh, comic cons. Particularly, I wanted to be able to go to cons and people be like, "Hey, it's that guy." Yeah. So I put all my efforts into that. I was never like doing the Hollywood scene. I was going to con left and right. And we would go for free all the time and sit around and tag for hours. Like, you know, I was just uh, the, the fan expo cons used to be, some of them used to be Wizard World. And so I was talking to some of the cats who have been around since then. And they're like, here's that year that you and Jay signed for like six hours. Wow. And I was like, oh my Lord. Yeah, I, I have vague memories of that. Now, back when we did that, like we never, I never charged. I was never like, hey, you got to, the only thing I think I said was like, you got to fly it out. But that was about it. You know, I felt it was part of my job because it's just good for business if you're out there meeting and greeting and stuff. So I made Jason do it for years with me. And and the way we did it was we'd go to a con, sign a zillion things, do shows, and and then leave. There was the, the only financial remuneration was sometimes we would have a table and sell our shirts and stuff like that. Right. So, like, Brian and, and Walter from Comic Book Man, they would, like, drive out, set up a booth, and we'd have a VSQ booth and stuff. So, years later, you know, I stopped going to the cons um, because it, it's, at first I stopped because it's honestly emotionally overwhelming. <laughs> uh, you meet so many people who tell you, like, the most heartbreaking stories about how you inter- intersect with their lives. Like, you know, them talking yeah. about... And then uh, you get desensitized to it. Not at all. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I weep. When people, like, tell me these stories, like, I cry in front of them. That's why I stop going to things, because I'm like, you come home at the end of the day carrying the cross of all these people you've met who tell you, my life is terrible. The only thing that makes it okay is watching your movie. Like, where you're like, that's a lot of responsibility. I'm making goofy movies over here. (laughs) So, Jay started going to the cons, like, by himself. And a couple of years ago, he went to a con where, you know, he did what we always do at a con, where we sit around and sign stuff and take pictures and stuff. But then at the end of the con, they gave him a stack of cash. So like, here you go. Here's your money. And Jay was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, I mean, you signed for like three hours. And this is all you earned. Jason counted the money and called me up. And he goes, do you understand how much money we left on the table for the last two decades? What are you talking about? He's like, they pay people for this. Like, wow, really? We're supposed to do it for goodwill. He's like, goodwill? I'm going to do it 
do it for a living. But <laughs> like the last 10 years. And he's always asking me, he's like, you've got to come to these cons, dude. I said, I used to go all the time. I said, but like, I, I love him, but like, it, it's very emotionally overwhelming for me. And he's goes, he goes, always goes, yeah, but if you went, I would make so much more money. <laughs> <laughs> Get the combo. Uh, and so since, since we had like uh, Clark 3 coming out this, this fall, um, and since I, like we have a comic book label that opens in the fall, Secret Stash Press, that we're doing the Star Course. Nice. I was like, all right, man, it's time to get back into con world full throttle. So I told them, I was like, look, you know, I was talking to your wife, Jordan, Jason's wife runs our company. I was like, I was talking to Jordan, and so I said, I'm going to do a bunch of cons with you this year. And the, he uh, he almost rolled tears. He was so happy. <laughs> because he was just like, oh, all those people who don't want to take my picture because they took it four cons ago will finally come back and take my picture. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm happy to be there to fulfill you, my friend. Well, I'm so glad. That was, like, honestly, coming off of that, like, that's why I could come to Florida and be like, I'll take that fat guide, please. Because, like, I walked away from a St. Louis Comic Con with a light, nice little stack of cash, man. So right. That went into the Floridian community. Right, you, you give it back. I, I understand that. But now, while you're, while you're while you're sitting there, see, you're probably too busy to notice these things. But I went one time and I saw the saddest thing I ever saw, and that was a very in shape Lorenzo Lamas sitting there with eight by tens from the Renegade, and even that one little silent roll he had in Greece, and nobody was at Lorenzo Lamas's table. And I was like, this has got to be a bad day for Lorenzo. I really, I felt bad for him that day. You probably saw him at a bad minute. Like, sooner or later, you know, you get people, maybe you don't have people consistently. You know who has people consistently is um, the anime kids. And I'm oh, not yeah. talking about people who draw, just the people that do the voices of anime. Yep. It's insane, dude. Like, their lines are really long, and, and their their fan base is insanely ardent. Um, Jay's always talking about it. He's like, why don't we do anime? I was like, we have a thing. Pick your lane, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me remind everybody, this is great, the great Kevin Smith, who is going to be in Orlando this weekend at uh, uh, Megacon. He's also got a Movies uh, pop-up that's ha- happening. you got to go to moviespopup.com and a Jay and Silent Bob live show Saturday night where you can get tickets at uh, com if they are available. And then Jay and Kevin and Brian and Jeff Anderson are going to be signing at the uh, MegaCon. So for the, that's another thing that people like when they get the whole the whole cast together. Now, will you be leaving on Sunday? Because I don't know if you know this, but on uh, Monday, our Tampa Bay Lightning are going uh, into the second round of the playoffs here in Tampa. And I know you're a hockey yeah. fan. I, I am a hockey guy. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find the plug to plug this phone in because it just made that doo 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 Um I uh, it's you guys against Colorado, right? If, if uh, no no Panthers. it's us and the Panthers, uh for this round. Oh, it's you and the Panthers? Yeah. Well it's a good run. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a tough series. I'm just saying, if you're around and you wanna go to the game, I know you like hockey. You got tickets? I, mean, I, get, I, get, I have tickets, but I can get you tickets. <laughs> you're like, I'm inviting you to a hockey game. Like, you got tickets? You're like, well, for myself. If you said to me. Man. You just told us about your front of the line Walt Disney experience. Buy your own tickets. I will. No, no, no. If you said to me, yeah, man, I really want to go in a game, I'm going to have to have a really difficult uh, conversation with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, man, I spent all my money at Disney. If I ask for another $60 to go to a hockey game, she's going to divorce me. No, I'm going to have to tell her she can't go to the game because I'm taking Kevin Smith to the game. Now. <laughs> oh, your wife. Yeah, my <laughs> I wife. This is a conversation with me and my wife. 
No. Um, if look, you, if you're willing to put your relationship on the on the back burner like that, I would I would take that as the highest honor. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I think I think that would be great if uh, you and I were there, just being fat and uncomfortable next to each other in our chairs, in our oversized hockey jerseys. It'd be wonderful. Brilliant. People would be like, "Oh, look at these guys! Never played hockey a day in their lives." <laughs> uh, I have uh, another thing I want to ask you, um, and, th- and I'm sure you get this all the time. But my niece graduated college in two years and got accepted to USC Film School, and she just had her first. Wow. Um, yeah, and her first. She just had her first uh, movie that she made a short movie. Then it was like so impressive. I was waiting to watch it, and it would suck, and I'd have to lie and say it was good. But I was blown away by how good it is. Uh, any, and I'm sure people ask you all the time, what is the advice you give young filmmakers? What's the best thing? Like it seems to me that that's the kind of field that nobody like. You know, how are you going to break in? There's so many people trying to do it. What's the best thing that you tell young filmmakers? Best advice I always have for young filmmakers is your voice is your currency. That's what's going to make you special. Sounding like every other movie ever made or or falling into a pattern, that's not going to make you stand out. Mm. What's going to make you stand out is your perspective. Like, you know, the life that you've lived and the prism through which you've seen everything, that is your voice. That's how you see and, and communicate about things. That voice is worth something because it's incredibly distinctive. And I know you look at Hollywood movies and go like, all they make are sequels and remakes and crap like that. But they they dream of her. They dream of the person who's going to come in who they've never met before who's like, here's a story nobody's ever told and it's like Back to the Future or something like that. Yeah. So as much as it may seem frustrating, they, they are looking for her. Um, and that's what I tell all these cats. I'm like, they're not as interested in me anymore. They've seen all my tricks. They know I, I'm just a bag of clerks. They don't know what, what, what that person does. They don't know what your niece does. And maybe your niece has that billion dollar idea that's going to like secure their jobs for one more day. So they dream about hers. Tell her to keep it, um, in her voice always. Don't ever blend or don't look across the fence and be like, well, that worked. I'll try that the best chance you have of somebody going like, hey, this is, I've never heard this story before, is saying something nobody's ever heard before, and that's your story, man. So tell her her voice is her currency, and she needs to spend it as often as possible. It's the one currency in this life she will never run out of. So spend it, and that's how people will be like, hey, I hear you, I know who you are, I want to see more. That's great. I, I, I think that's great. Uh, along those lines, I got one more question. Have you seen, have you, and I know you're probably super busy, but have you seen The Offer yet? The show about the making of The Godfather? Yeah, I watched uh, part one. I, I, re- I love, uh, you know, Keely from uh, uh, Ted Lasso, Juno, what's her name? Juno Temple. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I love uh, um, Dan Fogler. Who plays? Uh, he plays Scors- uh, not Scors- Coppola in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, was yeah. in Reboot. Um, yeah, he pops up in Reboot and stuff. He was also like uh, in Fanboys years ago. He's been in the Fantastic Beast movies. He's absolutely wonderful. Um, so he did an incredible Coppola. Yeah, and I think yeah. he had to put back weight on because Fogler dropped a bunch of weight. And then when I was watching the show, I was like, man, he like put it. Either they gave him a suit or he put some back on to play the role. But he's such a damn good actor. So I enjoyed the hell out of it. it but it's the whole mo- the whole uh, first episode is like that uh, the meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where DiCaprio's pointing at the TV, 
it's it's a never-ending series of, hey, there's the joke. Hey, yeah. 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 hey somebody just said they're going to make an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> it, it is a little goofy. But I'll but tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. It's no Reacher. Reacher is worth everybody. <laughs> hey, let, let me tell you something about Reacher. And uh, we watched, we all watched it. We all talked about it. And then that one episode where she's in the shower naked and he gets in the shower naked, I was like, God, look at his butt. <laughs> There's a naked girl right there, and yeah. I could not stop looking at that guy. I was yeah. like, God damn, that guy's a good yeah, shit. Like, he, he is, he's like literally a living action figure. My, yeah. One of my favorite moments from that whole show was there's a dude, like, they come to the house, so they're going to double-cross and shoot Reacher, like the, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, where everybody's like, we got him, and they shoot yeah. that. Um, name escapes him. But, so they're all in the house. They all go in the house in their suits with their weapons. To kill and there's one guy waiting out in the truck, the getaway driver, right? The wheelman. Right. Wheelman looks over out his window. There's Reacher. Reacher punches through his window, pulls this dude out of the car in one full swoop, and then drops him to the ground and then curbs him to death. Like yeah. Steps on and breaks his neck. And it happens in three seconds. And I, I rewatched it ten times because the, the the character he pulls out of the car, like, must just be like, what the hell? There's a dude there. Oh, my God, he broke the window. Oh, he pulled me out. Like, I got to get up and fight this guy. And then you die. <laughs> <laughs> the worst way. Yeah. The worst way. Oh, three seconds. His, his life was over. It was so... I couldn't. I couldn't help but think about. It. I was like, "Look, he deserved it. He's a bad guy. He's a wheel man." But like, he wasn't expecting this. He's like, "I'm going to the house with you people. I stay in the car." Uh, we were we were supposed to have that guy in the studio. Yeah, Geo screwed I, it up. Uh, Dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. Jerk. I'll, I'll quit now. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Alan Rich. Alan Richson is that his name? Yeah, because in the show he leaves from Tampa to go to wherever city that was. So they thought it would be a good idea to bring him to Tampa and do press and. Our email was down, and we never got the email. And we're all yeah. like, oh, like, we'd, we'd love to come on the show. Yeah. Oh, I would have touched that guy's abs. If he was oh, here for sure. You're not kidding. You're not yeah. kidding. That guy, he was originally, what was it, Aquaman in, like, the Smallville? Oh, That's yes, that was him. I remember Aquaman. that. Oh, I yeah. remember that now. You know, he was, Man, He's good. They just put him, I think they just cast him in a Fast and Furious movie. So this, this dude's a huge star next. Oh, I did. I forgot about that. I didn't know that was the sink because he'd grown up since then. That was so long ago. Holy cow! Uh, listen, it, yeah, he got all... bigger. He was also in Blue Mountain State. Remember that show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Listen, he was it's... in that show as well. I, I hate making you get up early, but I love having you on the show. I can't thank you enough for coming on again. If you want to meet Kevin this weekend, your chances happening a couple of times at MegaCon. He'll be at the movies uh, pop up. Go to moviespopup.com. dot com. And, me, and then... Jay, me and Jay are going to be at the. Me and Jay will be at the movies pop up tomorrow for the grand opening and stuff. Take a picture. So I get all... reservations at moviespopup.com. And uh, and then uh, Saturday night at. Uh, uh, doing a live show, a Jay and Silent Bob live show, csmod.com for tickets, and then uh, Jay and Kevin and Brian and Jeff signing autographs at uh, Megacon in Orlando. And, uh, man, hopefully we get you back to Tampa for something soon. We'd love to see you. And I appreciate you staying in touch and getting up early and coming on the show. My God, no problem. Next time I'm in town, man, I'll drive down to Tampa and do this in person. Well, I'd be happy to have you, man. You're welcome anytime. All right, you rock. Excellent talking to you, Mike. Bye, kids. Thank Thanks, you. Kevin. Love you. See you, buddy. Yeah. The great uh, Kevin Smith. Love you. Bye, guys. See you, buddy. Um, I do like that guy a lot. He's yeah, great, he's man. Great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I mean, he he would be just like a fun guy to hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you, I, I bet you, 
he'd be one of those celebrities I can convince to do bad things. I'd be like, <laughs> Kevin, I bet, you, I bet you won't light that on fire, yeah. Kevin. I bet you won't light that yeah. on fire. I think after surviving his heart attack, he's just totally different. New lease uh, on life. New can lease. you imagine if we were like, oh, remember when Kevin Smith was alive? Like, like oh, can you imagine God. that? Like, that would be so sad. Like, he was legit. He had oh, a yeah. 90% blockage in yeah. his Widowmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I tell you about Mark Gio thinks about that a lot, Doug. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, you're not even kidding. I, I, when he was talking about it, I'm like, oh, man, I got to stop. Because you don't know. No, yeah. yeah. He's so lucky. He, he was oh. literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But he was getting ready to do a, his show. He was taping was, his special. If it yeah. wasn't for Jay's wife, yeah. he would have yeah. probably died. Died right, right there in yeah, the back. She made him go to the hospital. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. All right, we got to take a break. Obviously, we're running super late, so let us play some commercials, and then we will come back and uh, ask Dom is going to join us at the top of the hour to take your legal calls. We still got stuff to give away today. I have still stuff and news we want to talk about that we didn't get to. We may be going over today. How do you like that? Uh, It's the Mike Caldas Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.